Hello and welcome to Speak Truth to Power. My name is Irving Hill. I am your host. It is actually 8.50 a.m. Pacific Standard Time here in California. And my topic today is like to talk about out of order in the church or chaos in the church. Uh, how many of you remember when you was a kid uh, and going to church with your mom and dad or your grandmothers, uh, your aunts? To where uh, you didn't see people that were uh, committing sin were in uh, leadership positions. Uh, if someone came into church and, and were partying all night, there was no way they was going to go stand in the choir and sing. They're going to be set down. There was no way your, your pastor, if his leadership was uh, diminishing and he began to start fornicating with the congregation or committing adultery, there was no way he was going to sit in a pool pit and, and, and still preach. He was set down. He was set down until he repented of what he had done and shown that he uh, had sorrow in his heart for the acts that he committed. Nowadays, it's just pretty simple. He can do what he wants and congregation sits back and and watch it happen and and pretty much i guess you can say as long as he's not preaching against uh what they're doing it's okay so pretty much we got a mess so how many of you have been running from church to church trying to find a church home but every time you walk into a church the sheep is pretty much scattered and, and uh, there's no shepherd and so you find yourself leaving that church because you're not hearing certain things you should be hearing in that church. And, and basically, church is not set up the way Christ set the church up. That's the problem. Leadership is not following that. They have uh, uh, developed their own uh, doctrine. And they, most of them are calling modern day uh, preaching it. But no, Christ set his church up. He said, upon this, upon this rock, I will build my church. So if you're not seeing the way Christ set the church up, the way the disciples uh, did what they did, they followed what Christ did. They didn't deviate away from Christ, uh, what he said. They all taught the same thing. So if you're not hearing, when you walk in a church, uh, you're not hearing uh, preaching against uh, uh, sin and fornication and adultery. You're not hearing them preaching shacking and preaching against divorcing and marrying over and over and over and over. Now I'm preaching about men wearing their pants down, their butt hanging, and women with their blouse wide open, their backs all out. Uh, you're not hearing these things in the church. And that's what you're looking for. And if you're not going to see that, then you're going to be going from church to church. But the Bible has something to say about that. And if you look at First uh, Kings 22 and 17, and it said, I saw all Israel scattered upon the hills as sheep that have not a shepherd. And the Lord said, these have no master. Let them return every man to his own house in peace. So basically saying, go home. Go home until you can find that shepherd that cares about his sheep. And just remember that there's two different types of shepherds. One that come from God, that was sent from God, that's anointed, and the one that the congregation hired. And the one that was hired is not going to look out for your soul because he was hired. And when this, the congregation is under attack, 
by the raven wolves. He's gone. He's running. He is not going to fight for you. But the shepherd that was sent by God that has been anointed, that has the Holy Spirit, is going to fight for you, your souls. And he's going to tell you the truth. See, you're not going to be able to dictate to what he can preach and what he cannot preach because the recipe is already there in the words. So you're not going to be able to come choose what you're going to eat and what you're not going to eat because he's going to preach exactly what God expects him to preach. He's going to preach against all that sin, all that foolishness of fornication and adultery in the church, divorcing and marrying over and over and over and over, saying that it's okay, it's not okay. Children are rampant and wild. Young girls are having babies in the church. Young men are not able equipped to take care of babies because they're not ready. They wasn't taught right to be men yet. They have no foundation. And young women have no foundation. They're looking to rappers for answers because parents are basically scattered mentally and physically as well. So if they're not getting fed and being taught correctly through holiness, through holiness, see, uh, if you take a look at it in Luke 49, and the reason I say you got to have a pastor that's been sent by God, that's anointed by God, and has the Spirit of God and led by the Spirit. See, it says in Luke 49, 11 and 49, there also said, the wisdom of God, I will send them prophets and apostles. So if they're not coming from God, you're going to have a problem. That's just the bottom line. You're going to have a problem, and you shouldn't have that problem if uh, if you have the man that's over you, the congregation, the pastor that is, is anointed from God. You won't have this, this chaos in the church. It's going to be ordered in the church because he's going to go scripture by scripture and not his own doctrine, but the doctrine of the Father. So if you remember, Christ said, my, this is not my doctrine. It's the Father's doctrine. It's the Father that teaches me. So you, you, you have to be taught. Uh, but let's be real here. Many of the pastors that are in the pulpits are not saved, have not repented of their own sins, past and present, and was not baptized under Acts 2.38. So uh, we have to remember that, you know, if you take a look at Ephesians 4.11 through 12, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors, and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So we have a, a, a problem because one, holiness is not being taught in a lot of churches. And it's a needle in the haystack to find a pastor that's teaching holiness. Because now they're, they're preaching and teaching what the congregation wants to hear so that they continuously to receive that money. Let's be real. It's about the money. Yes, the church needs money to, uh, to, to function, to operate, uh, to continue to spread the word of God, but not to uh, uh, force people or make people feel guilty to give in order so you can you can strengthen the hand of the enemy and fill their pockets up and your congregation is not being fed the milk they're getting is sour and the meat they're getting is still running with blood so we have an issue and it starts with leadership the way it begins but also members of the church need to study to show proof for themselves 
so that they can see through the men that hide behind the word of God and twist the word of God to fool you into thinking that in order for you to have a relationship with God, you're going to be defined by how much money you give. That is not true. It tells you in the scripture, seek he God, seek God, seek he God in his righteousness and, and all these things will be added unto you. So if he telling you first, seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things be added unto you, then why are you allowing the preacher tell you to give and give to give to give in order to get? That it doesn't it doesn't add up. So as individuals, if you're studying sure proven, if we are seeking God for ourselves, then and and truth and, and spirit, then all these things be added unto you. So all the riches, all these other things be added unto you. So the two things you should be giving to the church is your tithes and offerings. Tithes and offerings. So many churches just constantly begging and begging and begging and begging and come up with something behind the scenes to create to get your money. Then people are getting tired of that and then they begin to walk away from the church. To walk away and now the sheep is being scattered spiritually. Physically, they're gone. And woe unto you pastors and ministers, evangelists, bishops. All you folks that are doing is these elders. And the bishop and elders the same thing. So if you scattering sheep, you're going to pay you back face to face. God is going to pay you back face to face. So remember, uh, people, that in Thessalonians 4 and 7, For God have not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. So grab your kids while they're little. Start talking to them about holiness. Get into a holiness church. It's going to give them, going to keep them firm. They're going to have a foundation. Teaching, preaching holiness is not to make you feel good, but it brings pain. And it's going to hit you upside the head and it's going to hurt. It's going to hit you on your feet, your legs. It's going to hurt. It's going to hit you physically, mentally. It's going to hurt. But once you get past that pain of holiness, you're going to have a strong, stern foundation. Your kids are going to be upright. And they're not going to worry about your, your daughter bringing some boy home with his pants hanging off his butt like he's a prostitute or earrings in his ear or his hair as long as hers. You don't have to worry about your son bringing some girl home, uh, female home with her belly hanging all out and her back hanging all out. And she's caked down looking like a clown with so much makeup on her face that you would think that she wasn't 15 and 16 years old or 17, 18 years old, or if she's even older than that. It's just totally ridiculous how it's become so chaos to where at this given time now, you don't know the difference between man and female now. Men are wearing women garment, women are wearing man clothes. The scripture speaks against that. This is where holiness come in at, and you just don't see it. You know, so there's a lot that needs to be addressed and needs to be changed. You know, so uh, uh, it, it, it's, it's deeply disturbing. Deeply disturbing. Now you have young men bringing babies in the world and you have can't take care of them. There are men that uh, bringing babies in the world and can't take care of those babies. Uh, but they go take care of someone else's child. Uh, and you wonder why. And this goes on in the church and the church knows this and not preaching against this. And see, 
holiness church, a pastor that understands holiness and preaches and live by it, will preach this in the church and not worry about your feelings because you think about it, Christ didn't worry about your feelings and Christ was not a wimp as television tries to portray him. If you're really in the word and studying, you will see the way he spoke to the religious leaders, called them out. He spoke truth to power. You cannot be, say you're in the word of God and say you love Christ and you don't follow the teachings and the sayings, you're not following Christ. If the church that you're going into or you're in, uh, you visit, do, it's not set up the way and following the ways Christ did it. The way it is, the way disciples follow Christ, you don't see that, you might well leave that church. You don't see that church preaching against those sins and fortifications, marrying over and over. You don't see them preaching that uh, Acts 2.38 is extremely important with the baptism, not preaching repentance. You, you might well just get out of there because the disciples taught and preach exactly what Christ taught. And if those, your church is not following the church of Christ, the church he set up, you're going to sit there in those pews and you're going to die spiritually while they continue to take your money from you. And on top of that, it's not just you dying spiritually. If your kids are dead with you, they're going to be dying spiritually as well. They're not going to get the foundation they should get. Get out of there. Run fast. Find you a holiness church to get into. Find your pastor that has a job and not begging for your money. Find your pastor that's not up under any institution or any organization that's going to tell him what to preach and not to preach. But a pastor that's anointed and, and built by God, sent by God. And he's not going to be afraid to tell you exactly what the scripture says. He's going to have revelation of the scriptures. He's not going to have to have a, a, a laptop at the pew pit. He's not going to have to have an iPad up there. He's not going to have to prepare his sermon the, for the next day for this or that throughout the week. The word of God is going to be in him. Yes, he's going to study. Yes, he's going to do all those things. But when it's time to come in that pulpit, the Holy Spirit is going to give to him exactly what he needs to spread to the congregation. All messages that come from a man of God, preacher, pastor, evangelist, if it doesn't point you to God, you're to God about repenting, forgiveness, your salvation, he's not following the teachings of Christ. He is not. There are no better than the disciples. The disciples didn't deviate from it. Why should he? But if he is hired, if he don't have the anointing of God, the spirit of God, those that are led by the spirit are the sons of God. Not the sons of the house, the sons of God that are led by the spirit, led by the spirit. So people, when you walk in the church, pay attention to what's being said. If you notice when they get the reading programs, it's taking sometime 45 minutes to an hour to read a program. Come on. They already got them printed out. Give it to the congregation. Why not that 45 minutes an hour is given for testimony? For testimony for what God has done for you. 
that is not hard but they want to always program you to think about events and what's coming up and what is going to be asking you for what you got to give always that never fails so think about it that time can be used for testimony give the pamphlet to the people they can read for themselves what's going to be coming up but if you notice testimony has been taken out that's a problem how are the youth going to hear about testimony and learn to give testimony if they're not hearing it from the older generation? That's why the youth is dying out in the church. So if the youth is dying out, the church is going to die out pretty soon itself. See, that's why God says uh, in Deuteronomy, when you're with your kids, talk about me. When you walk with them, talk about me. So we have to plant the word of God, which is a seed in our kids. Yes, uh, you train a child in the way that they go. So when they get older, it won't depart from him. He has a foundation to come back to. And uh, uh, yes, they're going to make mistakes, but they have a foundation. And you wonder why there's so much chaos in the church that also leads to the chaos at home, even though we know charity begins at home where it begins. But you expect to leave your home to go there to be fed, to fellowship with the saints. But you don't go there for people. Let's get that straight. You go there for God. Many of us go there to socialize and just to say I belong here and belong there. You see how the division, because there's, the division has caused people to go astray. There's no such thing in the Bible as a Methodist church, a Baptist church, a Pentecostal church, uh uh, Presbyterium, all these different names that's in there. All of them, all these false teachings and all these things right here. People, pay attention to the word, to the language that's in there. You don't see none of these things that are coming from. Ask them to show you where it's in the Bible at. To show you. Give you, you know, a perfect example. Uh, they're talking about the rapture. And Rapture is not in the Bible at all, period. Nowhere in there. Rapture. Trinity is nowhere in the Bible. That's all man-made. Trinity came about out of European is where it came about. Apostolic, that's also came out of the area. That's been spreaded. <laughs> There's no such thing as a Baptist faith Apostolic faith, Methodist faith, uh, Presbyterian faith, Buddhism faith. It's only one faith. There's one God, one church, one faith, one baptism. Let's get that straight. Don't let anyone tell you anything different. Study your proof for yourselves. Do not be led astray to be out there, put out there in the midst of wolves. Because once you start hopping from church to church and you're still not getting or seeing what Christ taught and what the disciples taught, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. It has to be based on the church that Christ set up. Pay a close attention to the language when the pastors are talking. What's being said and you start seeing how much things are being orchestrated behind the scenes on what's going to be talked about, what's going to be said, 
You're always hearing about building fund all the time. What are they fixing? What land are they buying? But they're always asking for building funds. There are two things, and I said this earlier, that you should be giving. That's tithes and offerings. Everything come out of that, out of tithes and offerings. All these other things they're inventing, people, stop giving your money away like that. And you'll wonder why I don't have no money. I don't have no money. You're giving it away. Your blessings away. Stop it. Stop straining the hand of the enemy. It tells you don't do that. But in order for you to know how to do, not to know that difference between that, you have to understand that there's things you have to do. One, if you're committing sin willingly, you haven't been baptized the correct way. That's Acts 2.38. And many of them do you never hear them talk about that. They go around that and they'll talk to you about Matthews 28.19. Matthews 28.19 was a commission that he gave his disciples what to do. What to do. The promise that was there is not there that's in Acts 2.38. At that time, Christ has not had passed, has not been, been crucified yet. But after the resurrection, everything changed. See, so don't be fooled about what the pastor says. Just because he says it doesn't make it true. It needs to line up with the word of God. It needs to line up. And the only way you're going to know it line up is that you read and study your proof for yourself. But also, you will become more aware once you get baptized the correct way repenting of your sins past and presence and just think about what peter said uh when he said in x 238 then peter said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gifts of the holy ghost now remission is the removal of your sins Matthews 28:19 doesn't tell you that. It's talking directly to the disciples to go what they want them to do, what Christ told them to do. But you look at Acts 2:38 and I say this one more time, then Peter and then Peter said unto them, "Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gifts of the Holy Ghost." Now, let's go a little bit further. Let's look at Acts 2.39. For the promise of his is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So here's the promise. You can see the promise in there. 28.19 is not promising that. It's not recalling everyone to repent for their sins. It's talking to the disciples and telling them what to do. So if anyone tells you they are the same, they're not the same. That's a lie straight out of hell. It's not. It's not the same, people. And don't let them fool you with that. So we have a choice to make. And remember that nothing is forced on you. But you have to have in order to do all these things and to be able to, to give up all the sin and all the things that we're doing that have us contaminated spiritually and hindering us from God, you got to have the willingness to surrender, the willingness to give up, the willingness to give over, and the willingness to give in. Nothing is done by force. God does not force us to do anything. You have a choice to make. 
if you're going to uh, uh, pick your cross, pick up your cross and follow Christ, then you have to be willing, willing to be give up those free hands, those free feet you have that cause mischief. All those things. Are you willing to give it all up? So, as I said a second ago, it's being baptized on Acts 2.38, but you got to have the willingness to give up the sins. All the things that are hearing, are hurting you from getting close to God. You got to have the willingness to give it all up. So, you have to have the willingness to give it all up. And uh, this has been my time. I thank you so much. I appreciate if you uh, will, will like, comment, and follow. This has been my time. God bless.